0: The Quantum Mechanics. Yes, we are The Quantum Mechanics, the paranormal podcast for the believers, the doubters, and everyone in between. Uh, We've had a couple of good episodes over the last few weeks, which uh, quite a lot of people have been talking about, which is great. Um, Let's start with the one we did a couple of weeks ago. Satan is a DJ which is about subliminal messages and back masking in music well we had a bit of fun with that one didn't we we were playing lots of stuff forwards and backwards and we put out we also put out a version of it where the whole episode was backwards which split opinion I think is fair to say Ben (laughs) yeah and now my basement is full of demons brilliant (laughs) yeah we had we had uh A fantastic review from uh, Pixie Bright about the episode. He loved the backwards episode. I think in the uh, episode we said it just sounds like we were talking Icelandic when we were played backwards. But she did point out that was the uh the iceland (laughs) we is the birthplace of the elves and that actually we may have been secretly talking elvin but not aware of it so thanks for that and thanks for the lovely review she also loved the backwards one although we did have a reviewer who didn't quite get what we were trying to achieve with our bonus backwards episode as well didn't we or a listener
1: yeah i mean in all fairness it's not an episode you'd want to put on in the car on the way to work and listen to it for forty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah, no, that, it's
0: strictly for the uh, the quantum mechanics hardcore that one. But we did like putting it out. It's so. a collector's edition. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and the one we did on the kind of phantom gas station as well. That got a really good response as well. So so thank you everyone who's put reviews in and given us comments, whether you like them or not. Just keep reviewing, um, keep liking and uh, following us on social media and any of those reviews that you can do on the podcast platforms, particularly if they're good ones. Keep them up. It's brilliant. Thank you.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also, um, we're aware that um, a couple of you have sent in some brilliant stories. We will definitely get to those. We sort of plan these podcasts a bit in advance, so um, we'll make a, a plan in our production schedule and definitely be covering those.
0: Oh, have we got a production schedule? Shh. <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> we'll we'll cover that in our uh, very in depth production meeting, which usually takes place in a pub somewhere.
1: Yes, yes. Well, um, I've got the minutes of the last one. It's... <laughs> I've, got,
0: I've got the glasses from the last one. <laughs> what do we got today, Ben?
1: Um, this is something that I've always been intrigued by, and I know other people have spoken about it before, but I've there's it's a. I think it's like a fascinating core paranormal topic and that is the Coral Castle. Have you come across the Coral Castle? Have you heard of it?
0: I've I've heard of it. I don't know much about it so I'll be looking forward to this. Okay so so immediately I'm
1: confronted with an impossible to pronounce name so apologies if I get this wrong. I've been practicing it all day. Edward, that's the easy bit. Yeah. Leeds Skalnin. I think is how it's pronounced lead scowlin that sounds good Um, to me he is a russian empire emigrant to the united states Um, just in case you're wondering he was um, born in january 1887 and passed away in 1951 but he built this extraordinary extraordinary structure so it's called the coral castle but the first thing to point out is it's actually made of oolite limestone so it's not really coral although it sort of looks coralish that's why people call it that right and he built this thing using at least a thousand tons of stone so he built walls he built carvings into the walls he built furniture even built a tower. And all of this was built in Florida, obviously, in the United States. And the um, the oolite, which does have concentrations of fossil shells and coral within it, is found across that area, as you can imagine. It's, um, uh, you know, close to the sea and ancient seas and that sort of, uh, that sort of thing. What's extraordinary about this structure, though, is that like... Um, things like Gubekli Tepe and other amazing structures, this is put together without mortar. So the only thing that holds these bricks together is their own weight. And the craftsmanship is so skillful that the stones are connected with such precision that no light passes through the joints. So in the parameter stones that make the perimeter wall, they all have a uniform height of about eight foot and even in 1992 when there was a category five hurricane through the area none of those stones shifted it's that well built and as I say he made other things out of it so for example he made a table in the shape of florida He made 25 rocking chairs, he made a bathtub, he made a bed, he made a throne, he made a fountain, a a telescope even. He is going to town with this, he's not just a few things, you know, wedged together.
0: Well, I'm looking at the pictures of it, actually, while while you were speaking. And we will put images of all this stuff in our photo album that accompanies the episode. So if you go to Facebook at TQM Podcast, or there should be also a link in the description of the podcast. But it is amazing. It it kind of reminds me, bits of it look like kind of Stonehenge. Yeah. Bits of it look like... um, Gaudi kind of design from barcelona i was thinking
1: Gaudiesque, esque
0: yeah very much even though he didn't use those kind of materials but the kind of shape of the designs but i just the tables and everything i mean wow what a because at first people use the word folly don't they for this kind of thing mm-hmm. but i think it's a bit of an unfair word in this case because this thing is beautiful
1: it is beautiful yes yeah and well as an aside you can you can go and visit it today it has it has a certain visitor center and everything um but the This is the bit where it starts to encroach into the paranormal. So the largest stone is 27 tons. And so that is like used in uh, one of the uh, big monoliths, which stands by the entrance. Um, And then there's, he's done other remarkable things. So there's a nine ton revolving eight foot tall gate and it fits so perfectly within the walls um, again, there's no gaps around it. But it's so well-balanced, it's reported that a child could open it with the push of a finger. Wow. So this is an incredible piece of engineering and not something that could you would think could be done by a single individual, perhaps, perhaps. Because in 1986, when this gate stopped working, it took six men and a 45-ton crane to move that gate. Wow. By the way, once the gate was removed, the engineers discovered that... Um, uh, well, they discovered not how he'd centred and balanced it, but they did discover that uh, the rock was uh, rested on an old truck bearing, and the reason that the gate stopped working is because that truck bearing um, wore out. But that is, you know, that that's, that's an aside.
0: Well, but, but it's, it's, a, it's quite an interesting aside the bit that stopped it working was nothing to do with the guy that built it you could argue right
1: yeah no yeah no exactly yeah. exactly well it took him 28 years to build this castle and this is where the stories come from i think he refused to allow anyone to watch while he worked Interesting. although tantalizingly a few teenagers claim to have witnessed his work and they said that he caused the blocks of coral to move like hydrogen balloons. That was their <laughs> description. Right. And the only tool that Leeds Galnin spoke of using was something called a perpetual motion holder. Now, we'll come to that in a minute. That isn't strictly true. This is what, so that is what you will find as the common description of why this place is so mysterious. He did actually use levers and pulleys and other devices because they're on display there now. But the mystery still remains, how did one man build that by himself and why are these peculiar reports going on? Oh, and by the way, he didn't just build it once, he built it twice. So he moved it um, in about 1936. He moved it from Florida City to its final location in the South Dixie Highway in Miami. So, he, he, and it took him three years, which is, I think that's pretty remarkable.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. And when you say, they say he didn't work with anyone else, is that, yeah? I mean, literally, like nobody helped him move the stones or anything like that? Or is no, that, no. So no, no. this is, is not just one man's design and work he it's claimed he literally moved all of these stones, put them in place, did all the work as a one man operation is that is that is that what they say yeah, that's right, yes, wow,
1: yes, it is and and um again, not pertinent to the uh, the mysterious part of it, but the reason he built it is believed to be because he was rejected by his sixteen year old fiance. Um, you know, when he was um, of a you know similar age, I don't think he was dating uh, too much below his own age. But um,
0: <laughs> I'll show her. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll build a castle out of rock <laughs> that'll show her. <laughs> in the meantime, she's got married, had a great life. He's like, I'm finished. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: when he arrived in the U.S., he was diagnosed with tuberculosis, which was allegedly going to be terminal. But he claims that magnets had an effect on this disease and magnets start to form a part of the story about how okay. it's possible It's possible that he did something other than use just sheer brute force
0: of um, weights and pulleys. And when you say possible, do you mean possible from a strictly scientific point of view? Well, he wrote
1: a book called magnetic current which you can still find available you can buy it on amazon it doesn't cost um thousands of pounds although once again um i found a pdf version it's about um, 50 odd pages long and it's a very unassuming book but there is i found like to try and understand what he thought magnetism was and how this applies to the coral castle This little tiny passage kind of gives you a clue. So he thinks about magnets different to how other people think about magnets, how the rest of the world thinks about magnets. He says, the magnets can be shifted and concentrate. You can see that the metal is not the real magnet. The real magnet is the substance that is circulating in the metal. Each particle in the substance is an individual magnet by itself and contains both north and south individual magnets. So what he's saying here is that it's almost... Um, it, it, it's behaving like a wave, but there are magnetic particles, if you will. Almost like light is is the way he's describing this. Right. And he says they are so small, they can pass through anything. In fact, they can pass through metal easier than through the air. They are in constant motion, running one kind of magnets against the other kind, and if guided in the right channels, they may possess perpetual power. And it's this notion of perpetual electromagnetic energy which leads us to this thought that, well, perhaps if he had discovered some way of using magnetism that isn't well understood by the rest of science perhaps he was able to move these blocks in a different way
0: so so in my mind and this is just just my imagination running away with itself rather than anything else I've just got this vision of he's found some way of almost manipulating the magnetic energy in things that could either I don't know, I started thinking about could he almost teleport it from one place to the other or does he create a kind of, as he seems to be saying, he's created a way where he basically uses magnets to get the things to move themselves. That's what it kind of seems.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So this goes back to this, um, this report or these unconfirmed reports that he was floating these things in, as I say, like hydrogen balloons and he makes this mysterious quote now nobody knows whether he's being facetious whether he's being playful or whether he's being real but there's one quote which he gives to a journalist which um, he says he had and this is a direct quote found out how the egyptians and the ancient builders of peru Yucatan, and asia with only primitive tools raised and set in place blocks of stone weighing many tons and Again, he puts this back he puts this um down to this perpetual electromagnetic energy.
0: It's weird because I was thinking pyramids and Egyptians. Yeah. Although he seems to have perfected it because he's doing it on his own. He's a one-man job. Not <laughs> thousands of slaves being kind of dying in the process. It's like, oh I'll skip that bit, I'll just do it myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I started to have a look around to see if anybody had Worked on this perpetual electromagnetic, perpetual electromagnetic energy device because he makes no, you know, makes no secrets of how he thinks it can be built, and I found there's actually a few people on YouTube have given this a go, um, and we'll, the my favourite one, if you can have a favourite of a perpetual electromagnetic <laughs> energy device, you need to get out more. I, I'm going to say it's my favourite as a chap called um Russell Martin and I say we'll give you the the link but he has a video where so he claims to be working off um Edward's um theory he has got basically you'll see a horseshoe shaped rod metal rod and he's got um a coil wrapped around each side of it and then he's got away from it to the left is um, a piece of what appears to be metal it's hard to know exactly what a substance is but I, i believe it's metal and then he's just got a little nine volt battery he connects the nine volt battery to the coil on that's around the rod this other piece of metal is instantly attracted to the end of the horseshoe shaped piece of metal but the crucial thing is when he takes the power away the connection is still there right. the magnetic force is still there and this is what he describes as this is the perpetual electromagnetic effect that's what he's talking wow. about
0: uh, but, but perpetual by its definition seems to think you need to just charge it once and then you can manipulate it as much as you want whereas i i was thinking while you were talking well there obviously was some kind of risk if it's a genuine video there's some residual charge that's just keeping it going but you seem to be well, they seem to be suggesting by that word it's it lasts longer than that it's perpetual that's right but the
1: thing is is all i've got to go on is is these these videos and sort of uh, evidence which isn't really evidence it's just anecdotal stuff
0: and watching the videos you know because we've, we've we've been here haven't we where we've had lots of things and you know you just you're never sure are you with a youtube video whether somebody's faked it or put it together but that you can often spot telltale signs can you spot anything in the video which makes you go i'm not sure about that no
1: not really because there's a lot of other people that have done it as well if you have a look around you'll see other links um they tend to be linked actually russell's video has got other people linking um to it and i don't think he's trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes it my best guess it it is that it may be a effect that is well known to science but just hasn't it's just being misunderstood is is all because if this was really real a, you would think it'd be relatively easy to come by, and yeah. particularly if it can be done, you know, in the in a classroom, you should be able to replicate this. So there must be a reason why not. And if that it was possible to use this technology to float stones around, then we would have a viable flying car, wouldn't we? I mean, this would be... oh well,
0: just your your, your brain just goes flying doesn't it yeah like you could do you're saying one man can lift a you know massive what 12 20 tons stone on his own with a basic magnet and it's perpetual so even if it's not strictly perpetual even if it lasts for hours I mean the you, you know you yeah building sites would be pretty empty right?
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing and All of this, sort of... He obviously had an interest in magnetism, otherwise he wouldn't have written the book. And it is curious that he never let anybody watch him work. Although, although, I then did some more digging and found that there is some 1930s footage of him using machinery around the Coral Castle. But that still doesn't disprove the paranormal or or the it's not even paranormal is it it's the unusual from his work because he would still need to use machinery for example to cut the stone and shape the stone and sand the stone nobody's suggesting that he can do that through this no no what we're talking about is perhaps if he is using some kind of mysterious floating rocks device is that he's a very precise builder who gets the measurements exactly right and the thing that appears to be difficult to explain is how he's manipulating these eight nine ten ton pieces of rock into place and it might just be that he has got this new strange device or it might be that he has found another way of doing it
0: i keep there's loads buzzing through my brain of just you know i'm thinking of those it's he's almost like an alchemist isn't Mm -hmm. he there's that kind of paranormal vibe going on um i started thinking about those people who've you know invented stuff who there's all those conspiracies about them suppressing inventions like the everlasting light bulb and there was the car wasn't it that had the system that that's a great story which we should return to at some point uh, and cover on the podcast but yeah i'm also tesla nikolai tesla's coming to my mind because it seems a similar vibe to that of this mysterious genius who's working on his own who keeps coming up with these things that nobody can quite comprehend and they gets that almost paranormal or mythical uh reputation around him this sounds quite similar to that
1: yeah it is it is um but it might also just be it might just be a bit like Tesla that he has a remarkable brain and then i started going a little bit further and i came across i never i don't even know why i haven't found this guy before he is pleasingly called wally wallington great name and he is renowned because he built his own Stonehenge. He's in, he's in America. Okay. But he built his own Stonehenge using levers and devices. And I'll explain a bit more about that in a minute, but there's some great footage of him on YouTube. All the local kids from the local school get the day off to come and watch him because it's, it's a great science lesson. And the most remarkable thing he did was he moved an entire barn by himself Nineteen thousand tons of barn. He removed. He moved by himself, by balancing it on a rock, and and then like, really? and he kind of walks it. So he moved eight feet. So if you imagine, he the rock. Well, no, no. So, so 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 he gets the rock underneath the barn, and then when the barn is balanced on the rock, he kind of uses that the leverage of that stone to walk the barn forward wow. and he does that again how and far did he move it eight mean? feet wow and the reason that he can do all of this and the reason that he managed to so one of the most interesting things is him um turning the the stone upright so if he when he's building his stone henge, he, he puts this enormous rock upend it and the way he does it is basically building a um, – uh, he gets it balanced. Then he keeps – it's like a Jenga set where he, he tips it one way, puts a, uh, puts a uh, piece of wood under it, tips it the other way, puts a piece of wood under it, so he gets height onto it by balancing it, move it backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And then when he tips it, he tips it into um, a sand, a sort of sediment layer – so it's sort of lying at like 45 degrees. And then as he washes the sand away, just using buckets of water, wow. as the sand disappears, the rock slides in and then falls into its stone, into its, uh, into its hole. So he's managed to move and then assemble upright this stone all by himself, just using rocks and um, wood.
0: Wow, that's incredible.
1: And it's, it's well worth... It's well worth seeing. And you see Wally Wallington. The reason why I was drawn to him is because he he says, look, the Coral Castle, it isn't as crazy to build as you think it is. Anyone with the right level of expertise, he says, could have achieved this without any uh, bizarre machine. And he says, look, I had a look at the woolly, um, pulleys, winches, um, all sorts of other things which he could have used to have um, moved these rocks himself. He just says it's a matter of balancing. He says you can, you can move anything if it's well balanced. And then he uses this um, uh, this door that we spoke about earlier. The fact that it's not unusual that a child can push it with their single finger because it's just so perfectly balanced. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, because the the rock is using its own wait to stay where it is if you sort of I mean yeah, and yeah. so you've got enormous leverage on
0: well, it it's reminded me i think it's in death valley isn't it there are there are some big stones there that uh started mysteriously moving or yeah and you could see the trail almost like a, a slug or a snail trail behind them and that was a mystery for a while and then it it just it's what you're talking about it turned out to be bizarre weather conditions that you'd have a lot of rain on that surface, then there'd be some kind of, you know, strong wind or something. Um just like a like if you put a glass on a on a wet surface, it can often move on it. Yeah, so, that's right. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But it's the same principle that these huge stones were basically traveling across the desert seemingly on their own, but it was just a combination of rain, the surface that they were on and wind and that that balance effect that you're talking about. It's interesting. Yeah. Um
1: like I I do think it's it is when you when I got to that conclusion, I was really hoping that during this investigation I would come up with the conclusion that
0: yeah, it was a paranormal adventure. You, you wanted him to be in a full kind of druid's kind of costume waving his arms about and stones flying about right
1: well when you read yeah i mean yes although it's more like doctor who when you read some of the supposed accounts of these teenagers and i didn't really sort of quote any because i think they might all be not correct i think they might be made up but they talk about him like using this device that he that makes this weird noise and you're literally pointing it at a rock and moving it, so it's almost like um, the Doctor's sonic screwdriver. Right, right. You know, having that sort of that sort
0: of power. This guy created the Coral Castle, does uh, and wrote the, this book on how you can use magnetism. Did he make a link between the two, or, or from your reading, does it feel like two separate obsessions? I mean, you would assume there's some link, but does he make it directly? Well, yeah, I mean.
1: That quote we had earlier, when he says, "You know, oh, I, I, it's easy when you know how." I found the secret of how the um, the ancient Egyptians did this, and then he sort of enigmatically keeps referring to the use of magnetism to help him build this. And he does, he does talk about this perpetual motion holder, um, and he he speaks of using a perpetual motion holder. He absolutely does, yeah. but. Th- I think perhaps the perpetual motion holder isn't necessarily... He probably isn't referring to it like that Doctor Who sonic screwdriver. It feels to me more like if he had managed to get the perpetual motion holder to work, what he's talking about is using um, perhaps magnetism between bricks to perhaps tighten the gaps between them or attach tools... To them, because one of the things that is missing, that is not properly addressed anywhere, as far as I can tell, is um, the. Uh, okay, there are winches and things like that, but even so, sometimes how would you? There's there's no good answer for if you've got, let's say, a five ton brick that you're laying eight foot high up on a perimeter wall, and it's got such a tight gap around it that there's no room for anything. Where do you put the rope? So the rope can't go through the bottom because it would get stuck there. You'd probably have to drill into it to, to to carry it up. Yeah. I mean, if you were to do it today, I think, you know, depending on the uh the sensitivity of the structure, but I've seen like road workers moving enormous things where the the, the um the concrete is literally drilled into and there's like a bolt in the concrete, and that's what the crane uses to give the lift, and then that bolt is unscrewed, yeah. and that is smoothed off. There isn't any evidence of these sorts of holes or anything in there. So I do think there is a missing piece in terms of that. How but he did it. But it's it can't be beyond the ingenuity of man. It's just because I don't know how to do yeah, it, and yeah. no one else has explained how to do it. I'm not saying, oh, that necessarily means that he's got uh, this magic Magical device. Powers. But it is it's you know i think it's definitely a feat he definitely thinks he had something and it's curious that other people who followed his work think that they've got something,
0: something as well it's going yeah on. it's um it's making me feel completely inadequate because i struggle to build an ikea cabinet on my own let alone create this amazing thing you the perpetual motion bit's fascinating as well It reminds me of my favourite quote from The Simpsons when Lisa's done an experiment and Homer's telling her off and saying, you will not break the laws of perpetual motion in this
1: house. (laughs) 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 Well, yeah, I mean... (laughs) You know, the writer of Simpsons, they may well have uh, had come their, across this. Guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, because as I say, it is now a visitor sensor. Incidentally, he wasn't shy of showing it off when he was alive. He did um, he did allow people in for a small fee. I think it was 25 cents. Um, But he would let people in for free if they didn't have any money. Yeah. And we just interested. It appeared that he liked to talk to them um just above the front gate by the way is a sign that says ring bell twice (laughs) and if they did that he would come down from his living quarters
0: and conduct the tour well i was going to say about that because if he's working on this as a solo project um, for all that time and you've got to think to do something like that on your own i mean that's a lifetime full-time ambition i was wondering how he managed to live and make money during that so is there any ev- evidence of how he did that
1: no not really no apart from his book i mean i think the implication is he was just an all-round eccentric s- eccentric and smart guy whether he bought some money with him yeah
0: um like he might have had benefactors maybe because you could rope people in with that exactly um, yeah he uh yeah i I keep thinking of just about him working away on his own. And and it does make you think, doesn't it? It's when you, it's almost the necessity part of it that actually because we don't build things that way anymore has something got lost that's very simple. And you think that wouldn't be the case. But, you know, it, it astounds me that people come up with really simple inventions even now do you know what I mean where you just go you know like the wind-up radio is a really good example of that where the guy who created the British guy I think can't remember his name but he created the wind-up radio and he couldn't get investment because everyone said well we've got electricity we don't need wind-up radios and it was only someone who went actually this radio would be brilliant for developing countries that suddenly and just think of the market of that that he got tracked i'm not saying he invented something new but it just shows that if there's not a market for something things can get lost even if you've got a great invention right yeah 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 it does also make me wonder if there is (laughs) some weird conspiracy theory going on from the construction and building world that you know there's some conspiracy that involves jcb who just don't want any of this technology to get out, so they've been suppressing it so they can sell <laughs> massive machinery. I think we should start that going as a conspiracy. Suppressed by big digger. Yeah, exactly. I think we should start that. <laughs> <laughs> Suppressed by big builders.
1: Um Trevor Bayliss is the guy you were thinking of, by the way. Oh,
0: he did the radio. He did the radio, yes. Yeah, that's a fascinating story as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's cool. He used to be on The Big Breakfast each week, if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, For non-UK listeners, that was a morning show on British Channel 4. Yeah, which Um, was
0: quite revolutionary. It was, yeah. It uh, it it had a revolutionary on who revolutionised radio on a revolutionary TV show. Perfect. Gosh. Well, yes. Um, Yes. And I was interested in terms of you can still go and see this thing now that he moved it <laughs> on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, miles. I'm assuming he moved it. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: when he when he moved it after it had been built, he moved it ten miles in three years.
0: Wow! On his own. <sighs> on his own. That is incredible. Um, I, I wondered if if you go and visit this place, whether they ham up or make some kind of paranormal not paranormal as in a small p claims about how this thing was built or they're just saying it's a beautiful thing and the way achieved
1: yeah i've had a look at the um i don't know if it's the current visitors leaflet but um there is no they say it's an extraordinary feat and it's mysterious but it's more it's mysterious in the fact of like not necessarily paranormal just how did one man figure this out because yeah. um, they do go here, look at his tools and stuff like <clears throat> that
0: and it's, it's amazing that he wouldn't let anybody watch him work do you, do you think that is genuine, or do you think that's mythology that's kind of built up over time? Well, as I say, there is some
1: film of him working, but it's not it's possible that that was just staged um, I wonder whether it was more. Nobody wanted to watch. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: What the hell is he building?
1: Yeah, like you wouldn't. You know, I, I wouldn't go and watch a builder myself. Yeah,
0: no, it's true. I, I haven't, I haven't stuck around many building sites watching what they're doing.
1: No, so oh. yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to 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 fathom it because it's so old and it's been covered in such an enormous amount of mythology but uh, he's definitely an odd guy or i should say an interesting guy with some interesting ideas
0: i was thinking as well while you were talking about the youtube videos and stuff um because we we've still got to at some point we we did find a diy version of the dual slit experiment that we were going to do at some Mm -hmm. point maybe we should try and do that kind of magnetic one as well maybe we should get a kind of a number of bizarre experiments that we could do ourselves and idea. do it as yeah. an episode do you think
1: yeah 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 we could try and build on these things yeah of course we could yeah
0: yeah i'd also be really interested if anyone has been to this place uh uh now it's moved um or was moved what was it in the 50s so it's still there now i do when did it move was it 1950 no 1930s 1930s mm. so It's unlikely anybody would have seen the original, but that would be interesting as well. I wouldn't know if anyone has actually pushed that door. That would be great. Oh, yeah, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think the thing that I would say is have a look at the Coral Castle and then if you haven't ever looked at it, look at um, Gebekli Tepe and the illustrations and pictures of that, which is... A excavated site in Turkey, where the architecture is similarly um like unusual in that it is um it's rocks held together without mortar they're well sculptured um it's an amazing huge site, and you'll find it on the history channel We'll try and tell you that it's aliens, but it's just remarkable engineering, six thousand years before Stonehenge as well.
0: It's it's like this story has got the lot, hasn't it? There's that lovely backstory of he's almost built it because of his kind of reject, love rejection when he was younger. There's that. There's the fact that... I mean, what does he ever say what its purpose was? Was it just... A, he didn't live in it? He did live in it. He did live in it? Live in yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. So that's what... It was kind of this grandiose home that he'd built for himself. Yeah,
1: yeah, and... To prove to his girl why she shouldn't have dumped him.
0: Wow, I'd be interested to know as well whether he kind of put plumbing in or yeah, there's, there's there's a thousand questions going on in my mind. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that kind of adds to the mystery and all this bit about his writings. He's very Tesla like, I think it really is reminding me of Tesla. But he seems to have had, apart from his obsession with. Um, magnetics which may be connected he's uh, it's the people who have that one obsession i always think of that with those people who built the great cathedrals who would just start when they were like 19 and die before it was even completed and then hand it on to their you know sons or someone else to complete i just think well
1: like that one in the middle of barcelona that's still being built
0: yeah 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 it's i just find you have to have that level of just obsession and probably a slight madness to just go that is what I'm going to spend every working hour doing. yeah oh that's a fascinating story I really want to go to that place now the photos look amazing as well really really beautiful design yeah like I said kind of Gaudi meets Stonehenge which is not a bad combination in my book
1: yeah no not at all no um my favorite bit is the um, the moon carving yeah, at the that's,
0: front of it. I, I, that's really true. I, that's very Gaudi-like, isn't it? Mm. The It's like a, a crescent moon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So again, that's just one block that he's sculpted into Yeah, there. And that's massive, right? That's really big, or yeah, relatively big. It is, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's enormous. It's enormous. And it's kind of, I think the other thing that's Gaudi-like is that it's kind of got this sculpture garden right okay that you just walk around
0: well definitely if you've not been googling these images while you've been listening go check out the photo album we'll put loads of pictures of this place because it is fascinating and we definitely love to hear but from anyone who's actually been there and be good to know if they kind of felt any magical or you know mystical vibes when they were there Because if he's messed around with all these electronic currents, it doesn't necessarily or magnetic currents, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're experiencing something traditionally paranormal. But maybe in changing all the magnetic fields around that place, it does create a weird, a weird experience if you're there. Maybe.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And go and check out those YouTube videos. See what you think about those guys with the um, perpetual machines.
0: Yeah, we'll put links to that on our social media as well at TQM Podcast.
1: And like you say, yeah, we'll try and build one. They don't look that difficult.
0: Yeah, although we were just, I was just saying, I can't build an Ikea cabinet with the instructions in hand. There always seems to be a piece missing by the time I finish.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true.
0: Maybe me and you, or certainly me, we're not going to dedicate the rest of our life to building some mysterious stone-based folly structure for us to leave.
1: You could set your son on it.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and then he can set his son and his grandkids yeah exactly yeah, yeah. It'd be something
1: to pass down
0: yeah excellent well I really enjoyed that that's that was a fascinating episode. and uh, I like the ones that kind of just it doesn't really matter if there is a purely paranormal or he just found stumbled across some old technique it uh, the thing itself is so fascinating and the story is so fascinating it's yeah. brilliant yeah excellent well, we will be back next time with more quantum mechanicsness.
1: Thank you. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. See you next time. See you next time. Bye.
0: Quantum Mechanics